0: You are listening to episode number 20 of the You Are Nourished podcast. If you've spent many years on different calorie controlled or low fat diets, then you might have developed a bit of a phobia around eating full fat foods. Today, I want to set the record straight about fat so that you can start enjoying more foods and benefiting from the nutrients that full fat foods contain. Grab an avocado and stay tuned. Are you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic. But I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Let's talk about fat, specifically the fat that is in food, because I know that so many of you are walking around with all kinds of weird food rules and phobias and fear around eating fat because you've been on so many low fat diets over the years and for decades we have been told to fear fat and we have been told to avoid it and that it's going to make us fat and that it's going to increase our risk of heart disease and all sorts of things. So I want to try and break this down a bit today. I want to share a little bit about how the low fat movement or low fat diets actually came about because our grandparents certainly weren't eating low-fat foods were they? No, they were eating full-fat everything and lard and cream and butter and all of those kinds of things and they certainly didn't have a lot of the issues that we are experiencing in the 21st century. So how the low-fat movement and lifestyle actually came about, different diets that you might have been on over the years that have led to a fear of fat, some risk factors i.e. health risks for excluding fat in your diet so by not having any fat in your diet at all you are actually increasing your risk of certain health conditions and some simple ways to include more full fat foods into your diet without freaking out. All right, so let's dive in. Why did we become obsessed with low-fat diets? When did this actually happen and how? So sometime back in the 1950s, 1960s, there were some studies done that linked dietary fat with heart disease. But what actually came to light years later was that there were flaws in that research. Firstly, much of it was funded by the sugar industry. So the Sugar Association was paying for that research to demonise fat so that it could start putting more sugar in foods. And also it transpired that they were excluding certain countries that didn't match the criteria that they were trying to extrapolate, the, this lipid hypothesis, which was that dietary fat leads to heart disease. It wasn't true in certain areas in the world. So they actually excluded certain countries, many European countries like Norway and Germany and Switzerland, where the population actually did eat quite a lot of dietary fat, but had a low incidence of heart disease. So they just conveniently left those countries out of the study because it didn't serve their purpose. So it was all very skewed very controversial a massive conspiracy and it's transpired now that uh, you know all of this happened and it spearheaded the the low fat movement because suddenly the government and all the dietary guidelines out there were we must avoid fat fat is leading us all to have heart disease and is increasing obesity and, and making us all very ill and very sick we must avoid fat and so began. You know, low fat processed foods, margarine, I can't believe it's not butter. All of these processed foods that took fat out but replaced them with what? Sugar. And has our health improved over the last 50, 60, 70 years? No, it bloody hasn't. We have an obesity epidemic. We have heart disease and diabetes that are crippling our health systems. And yet we continue to exclude fat and eat more and more and more sugar. Now, this is all coming to light a lot more. I don't want to demonise any kind of food. I just want to present you with nutritional information so that you can make up your own minds and decide what's right for you to eat but it's important that you understand where this came from and that by continuing to walk around and live our lives avoiding fat from foods we're not doing ourselves any favours at all in fact we're probably indefinitely making our health a lot worse. And as I said at the beginning, our grandparents never ate margarine and slim fast and and skimmed milk. God, no, that was full cream, everything, everything dripping in lard, lovely beef dripping and all of that. And they didn't have nearly as many as the health issues that we have got here in the 21st century. What was probably killing them more was smoking. And there's a big controversy around that time in the 50s and 60s that a lot of the heart disease was actually being caused by cigarettes and not fat. But I won't go into that particular uh, wormhole because we could end up, God knows where we'd end up. So our grandparents never ate any of this processed stuff. And yet we are living in a packaged, processed world where the majority of the foods available to us in the supermarket are loaded with trans fats, which I will talk about a little bit later, and sugar and all kinds of things that are not doing our health any good. And yet we're excluding natural foods that could be improving our health because we're terrified of fat. So you may have been on a Slimming World, Weight watchers or any sort of calorie uh, controlled diet. Maybe you were only told to eat a certain number of calories in a day. A 1, thousand, twelve hundred seems to be a bit of a magic number. Maybe you've done Slim Fast or some other kind of shake diet where you just have meal replacement shakes throughout the day and in the evening you eat a low calorie meal. And obviously, you know, by eating a low calorie meal, you're excluding a lot of fat because fat does contain more calories than proteins and carbohydrates. So fat contains more than twice as many calories as proteins and carbohydrates per gram of food. So fat contains nine calories per gram versus proteins and carbohydrates that contain four calories per gram of that particular food. It does contain more calories, which is why we don't need to eat as much of it to fill us up. But that's another reason why so many diets and doctors and associations are are telling us to avoid fat foods because they contain calories well actually some of these calories we need them we need them for energy and we need them for so many different processes in the body which I will come on to so it's possible that throughout the years of dieting that you have been on you've been told to avoid any kind of fat and it must be low fat or fat free dairy No avocados, no nuts, no seeds, nothing containing fat at all. And as a result of this, you are not getting a lot of nutrients that you could be having. So I want to share some reasons why you should be eating full fat foods and why we need to stop fearing fat quite so much and start including these foods in our balanced diet. Firstly, as I mentioned, Fat contains more calories, which means they are more filling and more satisfying than if we were just eating a lot of carbohydrate, for example. So fat actually helps to reduce cravings because they're satisfying and will stop you from reaching for high sugar and high carbohydrate processed snacks because you're actually satiated when you're eating a lot of carbohydrate and low fat foods what you're getting is essentially your carbohydrate portion and more carbohydrate because when you eat low fat foods particularly things like low fat dairy you're actually removing the fat and leaving behind lactose and water and lactose is a carbohydrate that gets broken down in the body to glucose and another molecule called galactose so you're avoiding fat and you're avoiding actually getting full which is leading you to have more cravings and leading you to reach for foods that you don't want to be reaching for foods that are making you feel guilty foods that are making you feel like you you know have no willpower we've talked about this kind of thing before these kinds of foods that make you feel shameful but actually If you were to just include some more fat in your diet, then perhaps you wouldn't end up with your face in a packet of M&Ms at the end of the day. I mean, you might do, but it's less likely because you are satisfied and you are full from the fat that you are eating. Secondly, foods like nuts, seeds, avocados, oily fish, pumpkin seeds, walnuts, all of those kinds of things Contain essential fatty acids. Now, you might have been told that avocados contain nine points or however many sins, or you must never eat almonds or almond butter because it's too high in calories. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Well, by avoiding these foods, you are also avoiding essential fatty acids, which are fats that the body cannot produce themselves. You have to get them from foods, and they have so many beneficial effects on the body that by not having them, we are actually becoming deficient in them. So essential fatty acids can help to reduce inflammation. So if you are struggling with an inflammatory condition, then I would always recommend that you eat foods that contain essential fatty acids, fish oils, and those kinds of things. It can actually help to reduce heart disease. So The very nature of going on a low fat diet and eating more processed foods and sugar is actually increasing your risk, not decreasing your risk of heart disease. And by avoiding essential fatty acids, you are increasing that risk rather than consuming therapeutic foods that are going to help to reduce your risk of heart disease and blood pressure Um, Essential fatty acids help to support your immune system. They help with cognitive function. Our brain is made predominantly of fat. Guess what we need to support our brain tissue? Fat, exactly our cell membranes so we are made of trillions and trillions of cells and those cells have a a membrane an outer layer is made of fat and so if we do not consume essential fatty acids then we're not getting um, nice juicy cell membranes that allow nutrients to flow in and out of them and we're all dry and shriveled up like a little old raisin which we don't want to be so we need we need these essential fatty acids so by avoiding these foods that you've had a fear around foods that you've been told no they contain too much fat no they're too fattening no they've got too many calories avoid you're actually doing your body harm and damage because you are increasing your risk of inflammation and heart disease and immune issues and all sorts of things when you could easily just help support your body to reduce these things There are studies, many, many studies around including essential fatty acids in our diet for immune system and cognitive function and and all that that kind of thing. We must be including these foods in our diet, especially as we age. Some of the symptoms of essential fatty fatty acid deficiency are, you know, cognitive impairment, dry skin um, and your hair falling out and that kind of thing. You know, we need these fats in our diet. And I'm hoping that I'm getting this across to you now. The other thing, the other fat-containing foods that we often avoid are dairy. So we will think, well, I might as well, if I'm going to have dairy, I might as well, if I'm going to eat yogurt, I might as well just eat low-fat or fat-free yogurt. What's the point in in having the fat? Surely that's extra calories that I don't need. Um, I know many people who would only ever touch skimmed milk, semi-skimmed at a push, but full-fat milk, never, not in a million years, and would never even dream of touching full-fat yogurt or butter, that's another one that we've all been brainwashed into avoiding because it's too high in fat, too high in calories. Again, we are missing out on vital nutrients by not having these foods. So full fat dairy, uh, full fat yoghurt and butter contain fat soluble vitamins. So you've heard of vitamins, yeah, you've heard of vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin, all the vitamin Bs, uh, vitamin E. So some vitamins are water soluble. So vitamin C and your B vitamins um, are water soluble. And some vitamins are fat soluble, which means that you need them to be in fat In order to absorb them from the food and these are vitamins a d e and k and these are all really important nutrients for various different functions inside our body and if we don't get these nutrients from food then where are we getting them from again you know your body can't necessarily produce all of these things so we have to get them from food so you might be vitamin d deficient listen Most of us listening live in the UK or if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, we don't get that much sunshine. So we need to get our vitamin D from the sunlight that is available to us, but also from foods. And that's going to come from things like oily fish and butter. And we need to eat these foods in order to get our vitamin D so that we're not vitamin D deficient. And these nutrients are so important, you know, for our well-being and to not become deficient and sick as a result of not having them that we must make sure that we are getting them from food and by avoiding them by not having at the very least semi-skimmed milk we really must stop having skimmed milk it's a totally totally pointless food at the very least semi-skimmed milk and switching from I can't believe it's not butter or whatever other disgusting margarine you are having to actual real butter, which your body knows what to do with, by the way, then we are doing ourselves more damage. Now, are there fats that we should be avoiding? Yes, absolutely. Fat is actually a very, very, very complex topic. And I remember it was one of the first things I learned about in nutrition college, many years ago and it is complex and certainly I can't distill it all in a 20-minute podcast episode but it's important to understand that there are different types of fats that have different roles in the body and that have different molecular structures that have different effects on the bodies and there are certain fats that we should absolutely be avoiding because they are increasing you know our risk of certain illnesses and these are some saturated and trans fats from foods like processed meats, processed foods, deep fried foods, chips, crisps, long life things, any kind of processed food that contains vegetable oils contains trans fats and that includes your margarine, And any other foods with a long shelf life, I'm sorry to say, that contain rapeseed oil, sunflower oil, vegetable oils, and I'm not saying that I completely avoid these, I just don't eat very much of them, these are more harmful to your health than avocados and oily fish and pumpkin seeds. And the problem is, is that we lump fats and full fat foods into one big bucket and are told you mustn't eat any fats at all, but we're still eating an awful lot of trans fats and processed fats on our low fat diets without really realizing because there are a lot of processed foods that go on in you know slimming world and weight watchers and low fat diets because we're eating low calorie snack bars and ready meals and all of these shakes you know god knows what they're all made of but these are not nourishing us and giving us the nutrients that you know our bodies need to thrive and feel optimally well So when we think about food, we want to be thinking about eating food in its natural state as much as possible. And by avoiding foods that do contain fat in their natural state, we are doing ourselves more harm than good. So think about minimising the amount of processed foods and trans fats that you include in your diet. And think about including and adding more full fat foods, essential fatty acids so that your body can get the nutrients that it so needs and so deserves. So here are some simple ways that you can include a few more full fat foods in your diet without freaking out. So a simple swap that you can make is simply swapping fat-free yogurt or low-fat yogurt just to regular plain natural Greek yogurt or just a a live natural yogurt. The problem is what with a lot of the low fat and fat free yogurts is we're buying flavoured yogurts. And these not only don't have any fat in them to fill you up, but they are loaded with sweeteners and sugar, which are going to spike our blood sugar levels and going to leave us craving more sugar and carbohydrates later on in the day by switching to live yogurts, Greek yogurt and that kind of thing, we're actually getting good bacteria, which we want for a healthy gut, but we're eating a food that's going to fill us up and nourish us and keep us satiated so that we're not an hour later scrambling around for biscuits and crisps. We're actually full up and we can get from one meal to the next without obsessing about food the whole time. So that's a simple swap that you can make in your morning breakfast if you're having blueberries. I know a lot of kind of diet breakfast would include some sort of low calorie cereal, perhaps with a few maybe three or four blueberries and some fat-free yogurt, I want you to think about including a really good portion of Greek yogurt or natural yogurt with a really good portion of any fruit that takes your fancy. And then another thing you can do is add some nuts and seeds to that as well so that you are getting your essential fatty acids. How can we include more fish in our diets? It's one of those foods that not everybody really likes. A lot of people are simply not getting very much fish or any oily fish at all, I love salmon and I have it once or twice a week. I will have smoked salmon, I'll have fresh salmon, and it's a simple, easy way to add to a salad or have it in a curry. I recently had a um, Thai red curry which I made with salmon, so that was really, really simple. So think of ways that you can swap your regular protein. Perhaps you eat a lot of chicken, swapping that for salmon. If you enjoy tinned fish, I personally don't love a lot of tinned fish, but those smaller fish, so the smaller down the, the further down the food chain they are the less likely they are to be uh toxic so smaller fish like sardines and anchovies and mackerel and those kinds of things are loaded with omega-3 so I know a really popular dish would be something like uh, you know sardines on on toast which is a simple breakfast or a really simple lunch if you enjoy um tinned fish or you can also get mackerel um you know add some chopped anchovies to your salad dressing or pop them in a salad Simple ways just to add some oily fish to your diet, you know, a couple of times a week. If you're doing it no times a week right now, try and increase it to once a week and then slowly and gradually increase to twice or three times a week. And you will be getting so much goodness, so many essential fatty acids from these lovely oily fish. And then snacking on things like nuts and seeds and nut butters, I absolutely love almond butter, I quite often have with apple slices, which is a really lovely, satisfying snack. Or one of my favorites is a mid. jewel date stuffed with almond butter I absolutely love or I will stick almond butter basically in anything and everything I'll put it in smoothies put it on rice cakes put it on oat, oat cakes and it's filling and this is what I try and teach people to do is to eat filling foods, so you don't have to be grazing all day. And the problem is, is when you're eating low fat foods and low calorie foods, you are grazing all day because these foods simply do not fill you up. So be including these foods regularly in your diet. I made a previous episode about how to put a balanced plate of food together. You can refer back to that one. And there were some more ideas there. But think about ways that you can add these healthy fats to your diet so that you can get the nutrients um, that they contain and that you can benefit from in terms of reducing inflammation, your cognitive function, your brain, your skin, everything, so, so good for everything. We need them. Let's stop fearing fat. Let's stop avoiding fat and let's start getting healthier by including sources of these full-fat foods in our diet on a regular basis. All right, I hope that has helped you to reframe fat a little bit and not see it as the enemy. If you would love some ideas and inspiration for some healthy snacks that contain healthy fats, then head on over to my website, laurengayfoot.com forward slash healthy dash snacks, and I will send you a free ebook. I'll also pop the link in the show notes. But for now, I hope that was insightful and enjoyable and that you're going to start including some sources of healthy fat in your diet today. Go on, go and get yourself some almond butter and stick it on some oat cakes. Eat an avocado. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your valuable time with me today. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with a friend. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links and show notes over at youarnourished.com forward slash podcast. See you next week. Bye for now.